Well, it looks like we got someone else in their Long Island Devil Ray jersey. This time, it's Shane Sullivan. And uh, when I had Kane on, I was starting to get people from the team want to come on, and Shane was first in line. So here we are. And what a week to pick mm -hmm. you guys to have you on because you've got a special thing coming up in uh, in a few days, November 10th. But uh, I first brought you on because, obviously, it was quite a season for the Long Island Rays. And tell us mm -hmm. what your role was in the championship season. Uh, so for the championship season, uh, you know, I was a two way this season, which was nice. Um, you know, I, I just started basically pitching. Uh, I was basically playing shortstop utility guy, um, through a good amount of innings this year, about 20. Um, I think I actually led the league in ERA, which was nice, but, uh, you know, had a great group of guys. Our pitching staff was lights out. Um, I don't think we let up more than three runs a game and the bats were, you know, they, uh, they always delivered. So, you know, that's why I think we finished 25 and two. Um, we, we had a really good group of guys. Um, you know, I always try to contribute as much as I could, you know, whether it was on the, in the batter's box or on the mound. Um, so we all just basically clicked. It was, it well, was, it was fun. I know the championship game Kane was telling me it was a little nerve wracking because it did Very. go down the wire, didn't it? That final game. Yes, it did. Uh, we were cruising. It was like two nothing. And then when we got to the last inning, things got a little dicey, um, you know, a couple errors and, and walks kind of started to hurt us. And, uh, you know, they started figuring it out. But thankfully, uh, our first baseman, Ryan Brewer, made a you know beautiful diving play down the line and, you know, really secured that mm -hmm. game. If that went by him, I don't even know uh, where that game would have headed. So thankfully, we, we were talking about it, right? Game. You don't know if that would be we'd be talking about that right now. We, we, so. we didn't want to find out, you know, it was better off. They didn't <laughs> play and stepped on the bag. And then, you know, we started celebrating. So that was really cool. Well, let's talk about this. So you guys are going down this uh, event on Thursday, November 10th, mm -hmm. which means this team doesn't stop when summer's over, huh? No, no, we don't stop. Um, you know, uh, Chris uh, formed a team in the fall. We do have a Devil race team uh, in the Stan Mutual League. Uh, for this team, we've been, you know, scrimmaging the Black Sox every Wednesday to kind of help us prepare. I know they, uh, I think, just went down to Arizona for a for us, mm -hmm. you know, it's Jimmy Rose so. loves that trip. I know he loves to go and play in Arizona, actually. Yeah, so. no, you know, hopefully we can cross that off our bucket list. That sounds like a cool trip. Um, you know, we want to see what we can do in Florida. And then, you know, if, if we do well, you know, we don't know where else we're going to go. We want to keep competing and, you know, face good competition. All right. So you've obviously got, um, you've obviously got this thing coming up. Tell us what it is exactly. Cause I saw it on Instagram and I'm like, let me follow up and see what's going on. here. Uh -huh. So from, from my understanding, cause you know, he basically just gathered a bunch of, you know, half of the guys are basically from the summer team and the Nassau bucks led by Andrew Kahn. Um, they wanted to form a team together, get a good amount of guys and, you know, have a really strong force when we go down to Florida. So it's a merge between the Nassau Bucks and the Devil Rays. Um, we also have other guys from around the country that Chris and Andrew have uh, connections through. So I think there's guys from Seattle, Chicago. Um, so we're going to have a really good, uh, you know, a uh, really good lineup. The, the interesting thing about this tournament, I believe it's two different lineups, kind of. You can have a defensive lineup and an offensive lineup. So that gives a lot more guys uh, opportunities to play, which is nice. So. No, I'm not naive when I talk to you. I basically talk to Long Island Devil Ray community. So mm -hmm. can they come watch you guys? Can they stream the game? Like what, what's the availability to watch you guys play this? I don't think the stream is through the tournament. I know that Andrew Kahn um, likes to set up his own streaming system. So he's going to get that kind of an order. Um, and, you know, hopefully there's a link that everyone can watch our games. Uh, you know, I know that there's some people that want to watch. Uh, I know it's going to be good baseball. So good, we're definitely going to be a good watch. You know, what's the importance of fall ball? Because I feel like for anybody, any level, right, that is so important to keep it 
fresh. You know, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. They just had the Arizona Fall League All-Star game last night. I mean, yep. you know, these guys like to stay fresh, and I'm sure you guys are no exception either. No, we're not. And, you know, it's kind of the, you know, we're a victim of Northeast baseball where we don't have the privilege of the mm -hmm. Southern players where, you know, you can't play year round. Um, you know, we're kind of weather permitting, you know, you know how cold it gets in the fall and the early spring. So, sure. you know, any type of baseball we can still play where it's not, you know, too cold. Um, you know, we, we, we're all very competitive guys and we love to play. Um, it, it's kind of important to hone in your skills and, you know, you don't want to be sitting kind of idle for a long time or else, you know, no. you're not as sharp. You know well, what I mean? I know that Kane went to Mercy College, which was right mm. on the water. Tough to play in there in the spring. Yeah. Did you go to where did you go to college? I am directly on the water. I um, I'm actually still going to Maritime College uh, right underneath the Drogsneck Bridge. Um, I'm actually doing technically my sixth year. Um, so I'm excited about that. But we are literally directly on the water and the wind chill is uh, no joke. I'll say that um, it doesn't what start getting bearable. Uh, what was that? What year are you there? I'm uh I'm I'm gonna be a sixth year technically. I'm finishing up grad school. Um, I, my first season was in 2018. I uh, started off as a right fielder, uh, transitioned to shortstop, and then started off as a reliever. And now I'm a starting pitcher. I know. So I got an interesting journey. Because I thought, what a perfect time to have you on after that no hitter by a few Astros pitchers, second time, mm -hmm. and then the, the of course this went in the World Series. So you know, and then mm -hmm. I'm talking with Kane. Well, he does more than that. I'm like, but let's talk about the pitching for a minute. Look. This World Series was intense, and mm -hmm. to flip the coin on the Phillies, you're, you're Zach Wheeler. You're pitching a great game. You get taken out by Thompson. I mean, that was really the big flaw of the series for them, wasn't it, that takeout right there? That was a little bit of a controversial move. Um, you know, it's it's hard to, you know, it's easy to go back and be like, oh, we should have done this, we should have done that. You know, there's a lot of heat in the moment decisions you got to kind of make, and, you know, analytics and statistics have become such a huge part of the game. Um you know, I, I can't say exactly why he made the move. I, I would have stuck with, you know, my guy. Um, but yeah, those little things kind of end up kind of biting you a little, but it was a great series regardless. Absolutely. And by the way, they just declined the option for Segura. So he's a free agent. That's breaking news as we talk. Wow. Kind of I, surprising. I didn't know that. Yeah. It just came down the bleacher report wire. Kind of surprising. But mm -hmm. that being said, who do you try and emulate or who do you look up to in baseball? Like what, what's the guy or multiple players that you look up to? Uh, you know, this might be a little biased because I'm, I guess, considered a two way. Um, I've always loved Shohei Otani. Um, you know, I think he's such an inspiration to kind of, you know, he he's someone that just hasn't been doing, you know, no one's ever done what he's done um, to kind of mm -hmm. like break the boundaries and kind of, you know, push the expectations of what a baseball player can do. Um, that's also very expiring. Um, now that, you know, I, I just started kind of picking up pitching. I've been, you know, looking at pitchers. So, you know, I'm a Met fan. I love DeGrom. Um, you know, his mechanics and, and, and whatnot. Um, I would probably say my top two guys are Otani and DeGrom. Um, I like to emulate their playing styles. Well, the fact that Otani can hit like 30 homers and then throw, you know, double or more strikeouts <laughs> in the season is ridiculous to me. I, I don't think people understand how hard that feat is, you know, um, unless you actually play baseball and understand the game uh, to, to excel on both sides of the diamond is, um, you know, almost unheard of. And as a pitcher, you know, protecting the elbow is why hitting is sort of friend upon his pitchers, right? Yeah, and, and also, you know, it, it kind of he's also a lefty. So, you know, his his pitching arm is exposed the most. You know, if he was a righty, it wouldn't be as much of a concern. But, you know, you got to make sure that, that uh, his wing is always protected and, you know, you don't want him to be uh, out for a hit-by-pitch or, you know, whatnot. Right. So, but but you that's know, he's... wing. 
he does the most ferocious swing I've seen in a baseball player. Like that swing is ridiculous. He, he generates a lot of power, which is why, you know, he can put up the home runs and, you know, hit for average and he has a speed, you know, it, he's a unicorn basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's All right. Crazy. Well, well, and we'll see where he goes. I think he's going to stay in LA, but there are a lot. I, of I actually, I think right before I hopped on the call, I think the angels just decided that they're not opting to trade him. So he'll be staying in Anaheim. Which is kind of tough. I think he and Trout are getting a bad rap there because of the, the non-talent around them, it seems like. I don't know. It, it really hurts to see two, you know, generational talents kind of, you know, you don't want to say wasted because you still get to see them. But, you know, you want to see them in the big moments in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to see them be able to fight for a World Series ring. And, uh, you know, they haven't really put the pieces together to kind of build that team yet. You know, hopefully maybe two, three years down the line, they can, you know, compete in the in the postseason. So, you know, fingers crossed, hopefully they can make the right moves. Let's talk about the no-hitter, though, because obviously, mm. you know, that was something to watch. And and it's just amazing that Philly went cold that that quick after their five-home run barrage, right? But yep. it happens, and they get a no-hitter. Uh, the Astros pitching was the real deal this year, wasn't it? It definitely was. You know, they were consistent. I mean, you know, Lance McCullers had that, you know, a little bit of an off night. And, you know, who would have thought the Phillies would have got no hit after the game three they had? I think they had five home runs off of McCullers. And, you know, there was a little debate about if he was tipping pitches or whatnot. Um, But, you know, to go from that to that, it just kind of shows you how, you know, how baseball is, you know, any night you got to come up and be ready to play just because you played well. The first couple games doesn't mean anything for the rest. You can't take it for granted. I know that some of your guys are actually have been at the show, so to speak. They've been in minor league organizations. And does that presence on the Devil Rays help lead the team, if you will? Uh, You know, I I I would agree with that. Yeah. You know, I, I, I believe so. Yeah. Because I know there was, uh, I think Chris was in the minors at one point, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, you know, I, I actually didn't know. I, you know, me and Chris, we just kind of recently met in the summer. Okay. And, uh, you know, as I can keep playing with these guys, I've been learning their backgrounds, the level of baseball they've played. Um, you know, for me, I'm a D3 guy, but some of the guys on that team, you know, come from legit D1 programs and they've, you know, faced some really good competition and played in the Cape Cod, you know. Uh, Ray Weber was a great pitcher for us in the summer and he got on to the MLB draft league and, you know, he made some noise look good. So, you know, I, I've been kind of just picking up stuff from them. You know, they're, they're very knowledgeable and it's been, no, it's I didn't been, ask him this, but is there a difference between your college bowl and, and these guys, because you guys, they're sort of the same age range. If you think about it, some of these guys also, they're a little older on the, on the STEM usual league circuit. Mm-hmm. However, the camaraderie is still there, right? From college. Is there a big difference? Is there a little difference? You know, the competitive nature doesn't really leave a lot of guys, you know, they, they always maintain that. And, you know, a lot of guys, they, they kind of miss college ball, obviously. And you like to keep that same level of mm-hmm. intensity. And, you know, that's a common uh, thing with the Stan usual league is everyone kind of has that, you know, there are some leagues out there that kind of exist that, you know, that competitive nature isn't as, um, you know, apparent and prominent. Um, so that's one thing I'd love to say about the Stan Mutual League is it's always been competitive and, you know, it's 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 fun to show up. You know, everyone everyone loves to play a good game. And that also, you know, about being at the All-Star game, is that mm. your first time as a Devil Ray at, at Duck Stadium? I mean, that's an experience, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Duck Stadium in general. Uh, first time of the Devil Rays, that was my first season. Um, you know, I didn't know most of the guys. Uh, the team's been around since 2020. I kind of j- hopped on late. And, uh, you know, ever since the first game, I kind of just clicked with the guys. They were very easy to get along with, which is why I think we had such a good team chemistry and we were able to play so well this season is because everyone got along with each other. You know, there wasn't selfish baseball. Uh, You know, there wasn't a lot of egos on the team, which I think can kind of, you know, cloud a team success sometimes. 
Um, so mm -hmm. I think the team chemistry is a big thing when it comes to the success in baseball. I agree. I think that losing uh, Tatis Jr. wasn't the worst thing in the world for the Pirate, for the Padres. I think that kind of messed up their culture with them there. I think so, you know, and, you know, he was getting a lot of the spotlight and whatnot. And then, you know, when that all came out, I think they kind of realized, like, you know, hey, we still got to we got to still do this. You know, we, we can't be relying on him or anything like that. So I think they kind of realized, like, hey, we got to stick together and figure it out. I think I think it was almost like a good thing, kind of like, you know, when the Braves won it all, Acuna got injured early on and, you know, Acuna was their guy. But when he was out, it was like, OK, like, you know, we got to it kind of puts a little fire on the teams behind, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. Uh, talking with Shane Sullivan now. This is this is great to talk to you because I love catching up with guys in the game and mm -hmm. the guys who have played it. So how competitive is this going to be this week? Like how how competitive are you guys going to be? Apparently, the level of competition is going to be very good. Um, there's a lot of guys on these other teams that I've heard that have, you know, recently uh, either on 40 man rosters or were or, you know, we're in the minor league system playing indie ball. Um, these are all guys that, have, you know, are playing baseball at a high level past college. So you know, this isn't, uh, you know, your recreational league. Like, these guys are ready to play, ready to win. So, you know, we just got to give them our A game and, um, you know, compete as well as we do uh, up here, you know. So it's going to be interesting to see that level of competition. Um, I'm definitely excited about that. So that, that's cool to know. And, and, you know, I guess if people want to travel, they're invited to travel down there, right? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't think it, it, some tournaments are an invite basis. I think this one was more of a, you know, kind of a sign up, but you know, most, it wasn't exactly cheap. So, you know, these teams aren't going to just, you know, go there, go down there just to go down there. Like, you know, they're, they're, we're paying to play competitive baseball. And I think that's where, what we're going to get down there. Um, you know, weather permitting, I heard uh, there's going to be a store making its way down in Florida this week. So, I'm hoping it kind of dodges us and we can play, uh, you know, we can play baseball this week. So that would be a bit of a bummer. All right. If there was one thing, one favorite moment you have um, this whole season, championship aside, what could it be? What stands out to you as, as you said, this was the first year with the team? <sighs> wow. To single out a single moment. Um, you know, I'd have to say it was probably just the playoff series leading up to the championship. Um, you, you know how playoff baseball is. It's just a different atmosphere. You know, every game kind of means a little more. Um, everyone was kind of just a little more locked in. Uh, we had a really good game against uh, the Falcons, who was in our first series. And uh, we actually lost game one after only losing one game in the regular season. And, you know, to, to go from that and then lose the first game of a playoff series uh, where, you know, next, uh, next game's elimination – you know, it really uh, puts a little pressure on you, but, you know, we were able to figure it out and, you know, we all kind of, you know, we didn't get ahead of ourselves, kind of just stuck to our same approach during the season. I think we got a little too tense in the game one and, you know, maybe a little complacent, but uh, that one, that one loss kind of humbled us a little, if you know what I mean? All right. I, I got to ask you this, having Kane at the top of your lineup seems to have worked all season, right? So what, mm -hmm. what, how did you like the makeup of the lineup too, as well? You know, Chris really knows what he's doing. Um, Kane definitely was a spark plug at the at the beginning of the lineup. You know, he was a guy that not only could get on base, but, you know, if the bottom of the lineup was getting on and the lineup turned over, he was a guy that could drive runs in. You know, he was, you know, advancing bases. He was really, you know, setting up guys behind him to get in soaring position and, you know, drive him in. So, you know, the, the lineup was always, you know, we were always feeding off those guys. Um you know, if, if the beginning of the, if the start of the lineup was struggling a little, the, you know, the end of the lineup was able to make up for it and vice versa. So, 
you know, we, we never really went completely dead with the bats, which was nice. The lineup always had a good flow. Chris knew how to kind of structure it well. Um, so it was very balanced and uh, well-rounded. All right. You say you're two ways. So tell me about the hitting part of it because it's covered your pitching. What was it like to hit? And is this speed a little different for you than, than maybe the college level? You know, the, the college level, um, you know, is obviously competitive no matter what division you play in. Um, but when you don't see pitching for a while, especially, you know, some pretty good off-speed stuff, um, it could be, you know, slight, I guess slightly rattling at first. But, you know, you, you tend to settle in a little. Um, the, the hitting part, I mean, you know, there's, there's definitely some good arms in this league. Um, off the top of my head, I know Christian Luke uh, was playing a little uh, in some independent ball. Uh, he was a really good pitcher in the league, uh, always kept us on our toes. Uh, Falcaro, um, you know, we had a lot of good guys on our team. Thankfully, I didn't have to face them. Um, but, you know, seeing those level of arms, I, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into with the men's league and, uh, the level of competition, uh, really surprised me. So, uh, you know, I was kind of pleasantly surprised, um, but, you know, transitioning from, you know, playing the field and going out on the mound, um, you know, not exactly easy sometimes, but, uh, it's nice to see both sides of the game, if you know what I mean. All right. Now I know you don't face your own Devil Ray team, but I know there's a bunch of different Devil Rays out there. So is there some intramural or intra-Devil Ray, Devil Ray matchups because of the divisional uh, chain, you know, placements, if you will? Uh, there are some guys that we had to face uh, that were, that, you know, that played on other teams or whatnot. Uh, Jake McCarty um, played on the Black Sox. He was, uh, I actually faced him before the All-Star game. He was on the Black Sox and uh, let's just say he, he was a bit of a tough out. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot harder to face guys that know your arsenal and kind of know your repertoire a little, um, you know, you kind of have to attack them different. Um, I'd be lying if I didn't, you know, if I said I wasn't pitching around him a little, um, that's a guy that you can't leave a pitch down the middle on. Um, but in terms of hitting, um, you know, some guys on my team, like, uh, Teddy Rodliff, disgusting stuff. Uh, I haven't been able to face him, but definitely want to Ray Weber, um, Brian Herman, Stony Brook. Um, we, we got a lot of good arms that, uh, I'm hoping I can, you know, face them in the box one day. All right. Let me ask you about what you do off the field. Obviously you're a human being, so you do more than just play ball. Mm -hmm. What, what do you do exactly? Like what else do you do, you do off the field? So, uh, so I went to maritime college, which not a lot of people really, um, know about it. It's gotten a little more recognition as of late, but, um, it's basically a merchant Marine school. So, you know, a lot of people that go to the college, uh, or in the, you know, uh, the regiment, which is a branch of the Coast Guard. Um, they basically go to get their Coast Guard license and work on a commercial vessel. So I was in the regiment, but I decided that I wanted to do business. So that was an interesting part of uh, my college career, you know, uh, a lot of structure and discipline. Um, but wanted to get my, you know, my master's. It's currently doing that now online. Uh, got to get another season out of it last year, which was nice. Um, but now working full time um, doing ocean brokerage, which I don't think not a lot of people also know of. Um, basically, uh, ocean brokerage is uh, we clear goods that come to the U.S. so that they can distribute throughout the U.S. And, uh, you know, uh, very involved with the supply that, chain situation. Then it sounds like. Right. Uh, yeah. No, it's it's all supply chain. You know, there's a, there's a lot of different legs of the supply chain that, you know, that go uh, that are involved in basically getting goods on, you know, all the sh shelves and stores and, you know, e-commerce that everyone shops at now. You know, e-commerce has become such a big thing where everyone's shopping online and, and whatnot. But no one really knows what's kind of going on behind the scenes. 
Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm in the industry where we're kind of just organizing that and coordinating it so that, you know, we can get goods to uh, your door and these warehouse stores and, and whatnot. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a section of business that not a lot of people are kind of aware of, but, um, you know, it, it's, 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 uh, it's, an, it's an interesting industry. Let's just, I'll say that. Well, you know, a lot of these guys sometimes want to take their talents from the usual league back to, say, independent ball with the Long Island Ducks and whatnot. And there's mm-hmm. sort of a pipeline there. But what's mm-hmm. your projection? Do you project yourself staying in the in the game of baseball outside of Sam Usual? Or is this kind of your sort of, not a hobby, but it's what you like to do when you're not doing the full-time gig? Mm-hmm. So when the season ended last year, it was supposed to be, you know, my quote unquote last year. Um, and I was actually going to be, I got an opportunity to play in the Picos League. Uh, which, you know, I wasn't really aware of, but gained knowledge after I was talking uh, to one of the coaches and he invited me to a tryout. Unfortunately, I, I kind of tweaked my hip and I wasn't really able to go down for the tryout and had to kind of put it on the back burner. But luckily enough, uh, I got another year of eligibility this year. Um, I'm going to be a starting pitcher again. And, you know, I'm kind of just trying to hone my skills a little, get my velo up a little and, um, you know, really learn the game of pitching a little more. Um, so this is going to be kind of my season to kind of see what trajectory that kind of goes. Um, I did have the ducks in the back of my mind and, sure. you know, had intentions of trying out with them, um, in I think April or May. Um, so that's potentially something I would like to do down the road. Um, it's just, you know, pitching, pitching is a little very new to me. So there's a lot of things to learn, especially Wait till they throw a pitch player. head on you. Then it'll be a real challenge, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. So, uh, do you I'm find that in college that. ball? Did they, did they put a pitch count on you in college or not so much? Uh, no, actually, not at all. I actually I had one game this year where I went 10 innings against the Merch Marine Academy. Um, but I, you know, I only threw 108 pitches, which wasn't you know too bad when you hear 10 innings. It's like, oh god, now how many pitches did he throw? But thankfully, I was a little efficient. Um, so you know, it's kind of coach's discretion, uh, especially when you play on the water and it's very cold, you know your arms not as loose and you know uh, as you would if you were in down south and whatnot you guys so, start early i mean they start in march when it's still cold as ever out there oh, right? we so we start like uh, mid to late february um you know it's either baseball heaven or if it you know there's no snow on our fields we can play uh, at home but um we it's it's pretty brutal out there i've, I've pitched with two layers of under armor on and uh you really got to do your best to stay warm who's your coach over there uh you know charlie barbieri um, it sounds familiar, actually, but yeah, no, he um, he coached Storm for a while. Uh, he's kind of been uh, all over the island. Um, really, really great guy, knowledgeable coach. Um, you know, this might going to be my sixth season with him. Um, you know, we've had a great relationship. He has a great relationship with his players. Um, you know, I, I think it's a little hard for him to recruit because our school is so, uh, I guess, sure. specialized and, you know, it's not your typical school, I guess. But um, he's really turned this program around and, um, you know, Maritime has been getting a lot better recruits and getting a lot more recognition. So he's been doing a great job over there. Um, we have we have two D1 uh, transfers this year. So he's been able to kind of, you know, gather a lot more talent than we've had in previous years. And uh, he, 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 know, he knows what he's doing. Uh, I, yeah, I, think, I think I, I was going to say, I think he knows what he's doing if he's bringing D1 transfers over, you know, that's kind of a big deal. Anytime a school of sort of a a lesser division gets Mm -hmm. those big D1 transfers. I mean, Queens College got Burrell from from St. John's, you know, so that's Mm -hmm. a a credit to Chris Reardon, who coaches now at Queens. He was at Caldwell, but Mm -hmm. he's been quite the recruiter. They won Mm -hmm. the ECC championship last year against, you know, which was was great. Um, As someone who's been part of that whole thing, that was that was awesome. 
But yeah. I've got to ask you this. Speaking of small world, baseball is small in Long Island. So when yep. you first joined Sam Musial, did you even know guys that you didn't even know played the game still? Uh, I mean, uh, when I first joined this team, it was like a clean slate for me. Um, the, the nice thing about playing baseball on the island is you can make a lot of connections and, you know, you're always kind of running into guys that you used to play with when you were younger and whatnot. And, you know, with social media nowadays, you can kind of track the progress of how they're doing at their schools. Um, so for me, I didn't really know any of the guys, but, you know, when I first joined on, it was really easy to make friends with them and, you know, learn the level of baseball that they played at and, you know, for you, I, I know you're over at Queens. You know, I, I used to play with Julian Arcos. We went to Chaminade together. Um, and Lou Antos also was our third baseman this year. And, uh, you know, they're Lou they're Antos, two. you know, when I saw his name on the roster and I heard it, I'm like, hey, I announced Lou at Queens College. How about that? Uh-huh. So, you know, it was probably a privilege the- to, to, to watch and uh, watch him because, you know, playing with him, he was he was a hell of a ball player. Well, maybe you'll come back for a recap. Maybe I'll have both you and Kane mm-hmm. on to recap uh, the, the trip for us how about that sounds good sounds good you just let us know um you know we're always down to talk baseball oh man there's so much to do because this offseason is going to be crazy i you guys have a lot to say i'm sure on the major league front as well um mm-hmm. rizzo is officially a free agent as we talk there's some breaking news there it's a it's that time of season right i mean here we go yeah you know and, and it's exciting it's an exciting part of the year because you get to see these guys uh kind of you know make moves it kind of you know spices up the league a little um You know, I I don't know where a lot of these guys are going to be headed, but, you know, while while we don't have baseball, you know, the only thing we really have until spring training happens is, you know, see all these acquisitions and all these uh, trades happen, which, you know, keeps things exciting. So this is going to be a hotter than hot stove winter. I I just feel it. I think at least we have the Giants and Jets to keep us company. They're actually doing well this year. So we'll see what happens. I I didn't think that that would happen. You know, unfortunately, you know, I'm a Jet fan. And of course, the Giants have to do a little better than us this year. But, um, you know, to see both teams do well is great. And, you know, we got to see that this uh, this season with baseball, you know, the Yankees and the Mets were killing it. And, um, you know, it's great. It's great when, uh, you know, your team and your city is uh, is doing well and excelling. Now, one last thing. Are you doing football with Maritime as well as? Same usual, or I'm actually um, technically not eligible for this year. Um, okay. So I was using the Stam Usual League and the little scrimmage league that we had with the Black Sox in order to kind of just stay fresh and you know nice. um, just keep playing ball. Um, Maritime actually does n- now. We do a fall ball game against Queens. This is our second year. Oh. Um, I started against Queens last year, which was uh, which was interesting. You know, it's always nice to kind of play um, a division up and you know kind of face better sure. competition. Just as kind of see where your guys are at, you know, get them, let them get a taste of, uh, you know, a little more competitive baseball and, you know, kind of see where we're at as a team. And then that winter and, uh, you know, leading up to the season is where we kind of hone our skills and need to, you know, figure out where we need to get at. Well, well tell me when that game is. Cause I might drop by now that you mentioned it. Did it happen already or no? I believe, yeah, no, it happened about three weeks ago. Okay. Uh, it, was, it takes place at Maritime. So Queens comes to oh. us. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how, what they thought of our field and, you know, how, how we played against them. Uh, the, the games for the most part have been competitive. I was at the doubleheader, even though, you know, I couldn't play, I was just supporting the guys and, you know, to see us do well. And, you know, Queens, Queens, uh, is definitely hitting the ball. We have a very short, uh, right fields because we have a Navy okay. base out and right. So, Let's just say Queens was uh, taking advantage of the uh, <laughs> of the, the wind and everything else, right? The wind, hey, yeah. You, no, it, you you were a baseball kid all along, right? So you grew up in this sport. Oh yeah, no uh, baseball. You know, you know, dabbled in, in other sports just to you know keep 
keep the athleticism going, but uh, baseball's always been my number one. Love it. So did Aaron Judge. He dabbled in a lot of sports before he decided that swinging a bat was his thing. And mm-hmm. boy, is it his thing or what? I mean, come on. Yeah. No, I, I think he picked <laughs> the right sport. You know, I mean, he probably could have, you know, killed it at football just from his sheer size. His but, height, um, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, I think, I think being able to play other sports is such an important part of. Uh, success in baseball because you know you can you know hone all your baseball skills and whatnot but there are a lot of intangible things that you can pick up from other sports that you can implement into your you know your baseball game and kind of improve your level as a player so I always like kind of you know encourage people to you know expand their boundaries and try other sports and the discouragement of that drives me crazy I don't understand why they want anybody in their own little box it's just it's not good for the kids health either I'll tell you that much so we'll, we'll cover that but one last thing (laughs) <laughs> Did the Astros winning mean we can move on from this last five years of debt, you know, disaster against them? I feel like now we know they can win. Let's just mm-hmm. beat them at their own game next year. That's what I say. I think so. You know, they've been consistently good the past five, six years. Um, you know, I, I was rooting for the Phillies. It, you know, it kind of hurt that, uh, you know, they, they couldn't pull it, uh, couldn't pull it together, unfortunately. You know, I mean, they had to face. A really talented team. You know, I, I hate to say, you know, everyone's kind of giving them, you know, what for uh, the whole scandal. And I think it was 2017. Right. Um, so I, I would like to see, you know, other teams kind of take it and give them a run for their money. I also say let's move on from that because they won like, yeah. naturally now. We know they can do it. Fine. Mm-hmm. Let's beat them at their own game. That's kind of what I say at that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, you don't want one team kind of dominating the sport all the time. You know, you kind of want everyone to, you know, it's nice to see other teams win. You know, we love watching the Yanks win it four times. But that, was, that was special four times yeah. in five years. But. Yeah, no, I mean, that's definitely a hard feat, you know, how baseball goes. Uh, it's yeah. very unpredictable. Things can go either way. So for a team to kind of consistently be able to to produce and, and win, it's, uh, you know, it's a testament to them, the coaching, you know, their mentality. You know, it, it's a long Dusty season. Dusty Baker, gotta man, really be- got to love his managerial, finally getting the ring. So I know. with that, Shane – Thanks for joining the Sports Spotlight, and we will have you on again very soon. And have fun in Florida this week. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It was a pleasure talking to you. Awesome. I'm Alex Garrett, and this has been Alex Garrett's Sports Spotlight.